Um, this is our first Women's History Month panel. Um, it is um, Rise Up, Women's Marches Start a Movement. Uh, so I want to welcome you to that. Uh, when we were coming up with our events for Women's uh, History Month, we thought that this was very timely, seeing as how Chicago has just been host to this uh, very large Women's March uh, that happened on January 21st. Um, over 250,000 women and men and children uh, came out to Grant Park with the hopes of marching and because of the numbers they they had a hard time moving around but I, I know some some people did march some uh, were just there to to hear the speakers um, so we thought it would be a really great idea to have some people who attended that march share their experiences and so um, I'd like to welcome uh, today we have Mora Visa here She's our communications uh, specialist. She uh, documented the march through her photo lens, and so she's going to show uh, photos that she took and explain why uh, some of the photos that she took stood out to her and why she thought that those were worth um, capturing. Now we have Mary Fafleece. She's associate professor of history and political science, so she will bring to the um, discussion somewhat of a history of women's um, movements in the past and uh, maybe a little bit of a why, why this, um, this march happened and some of the um, extenuating circumstances that surround the march. And then on the end, we have Stephanie Priseller. She's our sustainability manager. Uh, she's going to talk a little bit about how this women's march um, expanded into more of a, a, a kind of a social justice march and how there were so many different uh, causes out there instead of just women's rights but also um, all the different people who were represented. Um, Stephanie marched not only for women's rights but also for climate change. So she's going to talk a little bit how it became much bigger than that. So. Um, I would like to just uh, throw it over. Mary, would you like to go first? Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, nice to see you here. I, uh, I just realized that when I put up my PowerPoint that I was unknowingly putting up women's suffrage colors, and I wasn't intending to do that, but the colors of the women's suffrage movement were like cream, gold, and purple. And that the orange is not really gold, but that yellow could sort of be gold. And I did try to dress it too. I've got a cream shirt on, purple in my earrings, gold in my earrings, and gold and purple in my ring too. So in solidarity with the fact that this is Women's History Month and that this is the month in which women gained the right to vote um, in March of 1920. So we're coming up to the 100th anniversary of women getting the right to vote. I thought it was appropriate to do so. And when you put it in context of the idea that I have an aunt, and I've shared that with my, my students before, who's 98 years old, she was born before women got the right to vote at a federal level. So when you put it in, those, in that context, it's, it wasn't that long ago. And so the context for the Women's March, I'm gonna start off by, just by, by talking a little bit about some previous marches that have occurred, because this is not the first time that women have ever gotten out there and marched for, any, for a particular cause. Um, in March of 1913, you had a, the struggle for women getting the right to vote went on for about 70 years. And you had, in, in March of 1913, a group of younger uh, suffragettes who were very well educated, who wanted to bring attention to the cause, and decided to organize a parade. They organized the parade to be for March of 1913, to coincide to be the day before that Woodrow Wilson, pre future President Woodrow Wilson, was going to be inaugurated. 
And so they, they, they wanted to sort of take away and draw attention to the event by holding it the day before the inauguration. And so you, what you're seeing before here is this woman who's dressed as basically a, a, a warrior, right? Astride a horse. Her name was Inez Mulholland, and she was a, very, she was a lawyer who campaigned for child labor, women's rights issues, and other, other issues. So they basically got out there and they marched down Pennsylvania Avenue and it was uh, a, a beautiful disaster, if you will. It caused essentially like a riot. Um, men came out and women came out in droves, thousands. Um, you had men throwing bottles in the street, fighting with the women who were out there because there was a lot of negative reaction to this. This was kind of the upheaval of an old order, right? And so I think for, for a lot of people this represented change and oftentimes we resist change when we don't like it. We get scared of it, right? But there's a link there, right? So this was 1913, seven years later, women do finally get the right to vote. So uh, with the help of these women who organized the parade and later went on hunger strike in prison, a story that's not often talked about to get that right. So um, yeah, this is another, another picture here about we demand an amendment enfranchising the women of this country. And there was yet another one in the 1970s, after women got the right to vote, there was an attempt to pass an equal rights amendment, the ERA. Um, and this is basically the idea that equality of rights shall not be denied or abridged on, on account of sex. This amendment was passed, but was never ratified by the states. But this was a, a yet another attempt in, in 1972 to march in favor of that. And if you notice, if you can kind of make out there, you'll see some colors that are again the suffrage colors. So that's just a couple examples of, of previous parades uh, in favor of women's rights, which brings us to the present. Um, there's Donald Trump and Melania Trump walking down, walking down the street. So um, I'm gonna speak a little personally here. Obviously, you could probably figure out from, if a person went to the women's rights movement that was held the day after the inauguration, it might be fair to say that they're not really that happy with the current state of affairs. Uh, for me personally, um, I felt kind of disempowered after the election. And by the way, as a caveat, I don't hide my, my political beliefs from my students. We have, I teach history and political science. We talk about controversial topics all the time. And so I try to create an atmosphere where I think hopefully students, I mean in my class, hopefully students feel comfortable enough to speak up even if you know, we disagree. We can have a discussion and disagree with one another and still have a nice discussion with one another. So I won't be hiding my political beliefs. So I felt very demoralized after the election and this felt like a way, this march to sort of take an action, to do something. Because uh, I, I think I felt pretty powerless and I don't think I'm the only one. I think there are a lot of other, other people, men and women who felt the same way. So I wanna, I'll, I'll stop myself there and allow, I've got some pictures too to bring up as well, but I will, um, more I'm assuming, are you going next or? Stuff isn't going on, okay, and I, I can show some of my pictures afterwards and to kind of piggyback off them, so thank you. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the march, Women's March quickly became more than just about women's rights, but I wanna give you a little personal history before I do that. So when I found out, I was standing on the Great Wall of China with some colleagues and friends where the air was so bad we had to wear masks. And we all sat there and thought, oh, sorry. We all sat there and thought, <laughs> thanks, how um, kind of scary and eerily ironic this is. Um, so returning to Chicago, feeling slightly demoralized, but also energized and looking for ways to act, um, I met with friends, we met for drinks, we commiserated, we hugged each other. 
Um, but then we talked about what are we going to do, and I found out about the march on, uh, in Washington, D.C., and I said, that's it, I'm going, i got to go. Um, I'm going to rent a car, I'm going to fill it with Chicago friends, we're going to crash with D.C. friends and march. But then um, my dad and I were in a texting conversation, and we don't necessarily see eye to eye on politics. Um, we love one another, we respect one another, but we voted very differently. So um, on finding out that I was going to D.C., he texted me saying, you know, I don't think you're really helping anyone by going to D.C. And I thought, before I respond, let me think about this. I'm going to go for a run. And usually when I go for a run, I can think things through. I get epiphanies. I'm going to solve the world, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so I thought to myself, what's my one body going to do in D.C.? I'm going to spend three to $400 renting the car, paying for gasoline fees, and then also carbon emissions, all those carbon emissions just to get there. So when I got done with the run, I got home, went to the Women's March Chicago Facebook page, and I read about their initiative. And I said, you know, I can get behind this. This is more, about, this is more than just about women's rights. It was inclusive of all the potential threats made by the incoming administration. Climate change is the single most pressing issue in the face of national security. Global security, maybe only second to nuclear war. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I took some medicine earlier, so you know what? I'm going to sit. Sorry about that. Yeah, you can, you can click. Okay. So um, climate change is the single most pressing issue in the face of national security. Global security, maybe only second to nuclear war. That's not my opinion. Ask the Pentagon, the world's religious leaders, all of the climate scientists, and all of the world's political leaders who agreed during the Paris agreements. So I'll save the emissions, and I'll stay in Chicago, and I'll march in the sister march. That's how I decided this. And I thought, again, who am I helping by doing that? And to Mary's point about being, feeling demoralized, feeling like I don't know what I'm doing, I needed the march for solidarity and for energy. It helped me, right? But the money I saved is what's going to do the helping for others. I made a commitment that that three to $400 that I saved was going to be donated to causes that I know will make a bigger difference than my one body in Chicago or in D.C. So I donated to the ACLU, the Halstead Center in Chicago, and of course climate initiatives like the Union of, Union of Concerned Scientists and the Illinois Environmental Council. You can click. My experience that day was amazing. I was surrounded by friends, but also strangers who quickly became friends. Women, men, children, people of all ages, abilities, colors, creed, and orientation. You can see, maybe in this sign, you can see there's like Christians for love, and then there's, um, you know, keep your laws off my body. But um, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting was that uh, this picture on the right, that's a dump truck filled with salts. Those were all around. And those were made um, as a barrier to protect us from people who might think about driving a vehicle or crashing into the crowds and, and you know, potentially hurting people. That was a very ominous kind of thing for me to see. I was like, oh, wow. And that's the only time I felt afraid was because that was there. And I knew that people were, that there are people out there that would want to potentially cause harm. At no other point was I afraid. At no other point was I uncomfortable. 
the um, kindness and care filled the air as well as passion. Um, and you can see from my pictures, and Maura and Mary will share it with you more, um, that the people marching had many different issues or messages. Um, some were not nice, some were vulgar. You won't see those in my pictures. Or mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some also said, not my president, which I don't really get behind because he is our president, and we have to acknowledge that. And if, um, if we don't like what he's doing, then we need to act out about it. Uh, but the majority of the messages were positive and they were just pleading for a responsible government. One that is protecting basic rights of all people, protecting environmental resources we need to survive, protecting the heritage and rights of Native Americans, protecting refugees and demanding all immigrants are welcome here, and protecting our right to a free and good education. My sign, which I couldn't find a picture of, I'm not quite sure why, uh, did plead that everyone acknowledge climate change is real, that science is real and it should not be silenced. But the other side also pleaded for immigrant rights, education as well as women's rights, because those things are important too. I said that the march was more about just women's rights, and that's not just because of the signs you saw, but if you actually go to the march's website, you can see that they have several guiding principles that go beyond just women's rights. Accountability and justice for police brutality, dismantling the gender and racial in inequities within the criminal justice system, freedom from sexual violence, ratifying the Equal Rights Amendment to the Constitution that would guarantee equal protection based on gender, affirming that all domestic and caretaking work is work, even if unpaid, and that women, especially women of color, bear the brunt of that burden, so affirming that. The right to organize and fight for a living minimum wage for all workers, labor protections for undocumented and migrant workers, and solidarity with sex workers' rights movements. Also comprehensive reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights, and immigrant and refugee rights. I mentioned that some people um, had some vulgar signs and a lot of us were wearing these. Um, these uh, some people thought had kind of a vulgar symbol to it, um, but I disagree. I think it was an empowerment thing. I wear mine like a shield. <laughs> I'm constantly wearing it, and as I do, and I pass people on the street, they smile, they wave, they acknowledge. Um, never once has anybody said anything wrong. But they're called pink pussy hats, and that term can be a little bit, you know, uh, it can be offensive. Um, but, you know, this, this was about women's rights. This was about treating women uh, respectfully because the incoming administration feels like it's appropriate to touch women in, in an inappropriate way because they can and that's just not right. So that's what these were standing for. Somebody asked me earlier what this all meant, and so I thought I'd, I'd help you understand that. The march didn't start and stop on January 21st. It started a movement for many critical issues. And so beyond sending money, I've made a commitment to volunteer with organizations that are making a difference. The Citizens Climate Lobby, acting for climate uh, legislation. Indivisible Chicago, which is helping to organize and um, inform people about things that are happening that you can act. Um, I'm volunteering with several immigration centers coming up soon to help people fill out their N-400, which is the application to become a citizen. And I recently just became a sworn-in official voter registrar in the state of Illinois, so I can help people vote. These are the things I can do with my limited time and money, but I feel they are necessary and they're part of this bigger movement. I know a lot of other people doing many good things, standing up for our sisters and brothers and knocking down hate and greed. And I think we're actually making a difference, which is good. So 
Do you want any more? Oh, yeah, go, go to the, sorry, I wasn't paying attention to my it's slides. Okay. So there's more. Um, families need paid leave, not just moms, not, you know, moms, dads, all families. Just some more signs. I don't know if it was, I don't know, but I loved that it was on the cop car. I thought that was great. <laughs> um, there were a lot of signs on cop cars, so I'm not sure. And then the last one, more. I know. So this is the Women's March on Chicago. Um, so you can see it's more than just women's rights. Here's a post about Native Americans making a stand about the fact that, that they're being raped, basically, by the, the pipelines that are coming through their communities. And then the next one is um, about immigration and the Muslim ban and talking about you know registering all Muslims in America and some kind of national registrar and so um, you know register me first you want to register people I'll stand up first um, this isn't the first time this has happened by the way uh, after 9/11 there was um, there was a, a call for all people here um, with green cards uh, uh, from some of these Muslim countries to come in and register they had to come in for an interview and register one of my friends from Pakistan actually had to go through that which made me cry when I found out but um, and then, go again. So that's about climate denial. And then these are some of the things, like I said, that um, have become part of this bigger movement beyond just women's rights. So if you want any of these resources after, I'm happy to share. I'll stop there. I'm never taking that medicine again. So my perspective is uh, mostly based through photos. It's hard to follow these two who so eloquently spoke about the march. But you said everything, you know, that I have uh, agree with and same reasons that I went to the march. Um, I also felt very unempowered after um, the election and um, lost and uh, like alone, I guess, is a good word, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do? And um, you know, we're in trouble, and so going to this march, I went with my um, mom, and a few of her friends were there, and then I met a couple of my friends there, and, you know, we all, they had signs, and um, it felt great because I was around this mass of people who were literally packed in. I know one of, who was closer to the stage, Stephanie, or? Mary. Mary was closer to stage and you could actually hear some of the speeches that were happening. I couldn't even get close to the stage because there were so many people there. I don't even know where the stage was because I was so far away. That's how many people were down there. So it felt really good. It felt, um, it, it was almost a secure feeling like, all right, or, or hopeful, I guess is a better word that, okay, look at all these people who feel the same way that I do. And you know, we're here for women's rights, but for, many other rights too. There's plenty of other signs and I, and I put a few of the other signs in um, my little uh, collection here just to show. But um, you know, this was uh, one of the first signs here that it reminded me of Hamilton since um, that's the big rage and I enjoyed the musical. Um, but uh, I mean this, this quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, men and women are created equal from the Declaration of Sentiments by Elizabeth Cady Stanton. So you know, um, something that has been an issue for a while for women that were not always um, mentioned in uh, 
our um, history and rights for uh, women and men. So it was kind of a nice uh, intro to you know, what we were doing and what we were seeing there. So this was behind, um, well, you know, I was just taking pictures of what was behind me, what was in front of me, and as you can see, you know, there's one of the pink pussy hats there, the, the pink one. You'll see that a few other times, but I mean, the, the, the signs that people had and the things they were chanting varied. Um, people definitely had um, angry signs that <laughs> had various uh, vulgarities on there towards the administration or uh, giant cutouts, but um, there were a lot of positive things in there too. Um, like this one. So Mary mentioned uh, the suffragettes and fighting for our right to vote. And I just thought this was pretty clever. Again, and she's wearing one of those pink hats. You see a few of them there. Um, and that one kind of resonated because it's like, all right, I, maybe we're starting this fight all over again and we're, we're trying to build something else, um, build another movement for women and, and for the environment and for minorities and for any group that needs to be empowered at this time. Um, I just had kind of another uh, look at the group and how we were kind of pressed in and just kept getting closer, hoping we could get to the, to the stage, which we couldn't, but it was still a beautiful day. I mean, the weather couldn't have been <laughs> more perfect for this March. Um, I know in DC, I think it was a little colder, a little rainier, but for us, it was a perfect day. You'll see blue skies in, in some of these other photos, but um, you know, that's, I think, what helped get a lot of people out there was just the weather was ideal. So um, I really like the I'm with her sign, <laughs> among others in this picture, <laughs> um, or the women's rights are human rights and nasty women unite. I mean, people just got so incredibly clever. Um, I couldn't even think of half of these signs that people thought of and wrote and and had out there so I just kind of went a little crazy and was like oh my gosh look at this sign and this sign is great and this one is hilarious so some of them I took purely because I thought they were funny <laughs> and some of them I was like yes all right right on like I agree and I'm totally with you um like this one you know based on the <laughs> girls just want to have fun song um but it's a, a better message girls just want to have fundamental human rights which I we all agree that <laughs> we would like that um, this one uh, plays to my Star Wars love, <laughs> of course. There was many signs like this with Princess Leia from Star Wars and um, a woman's places in the resistance. So if you know Star Wars at all and um, enjoy it like I do, uh, she's fighting for a cause and she's a good representation in the nerd world of Star Wars. <laughs> or any sci-fi that you like. There's so many, you know, we have a lot of female protagonists in our movies these days. Um, the Hunger Games and Divergent and, of course, Star Wars and the new Star Wars and the extra Star Wars, Rogue One. <laughs> it's just kind of bursting. Yes. <laughs> I like Star Wars, among other movies. Um, so this, this was a frequent sign I saw also out there. Um, this next one I just thought was funny. <laughs> Even though it has a woman on there, I thought, what? We're, in we're in education. One of these is a threat to public education. The other is a bear. I mean, I laughed all day looking at some of these signs. 
And this one I had, I kept running up to. I was like, I must take a picture of this, of this one. And she kept getting blocked by other people. But I just thought that one was too classic to, to pass up. Um, so as uh, I forgot who mentioned, um, so we were collected downtown. And we were supposed to initially uh, march to another part of the city. But at one point we heard, no, we're staying right here. There's too many of us. There's not anywhere to go. We can't, you know, we can't move. There's, we, you know, we, we, it's too dangerous or there's just too many people. But people started to march anyway. So this was us making our way over the bridge and um, I don't know where we were marching. I was <laughs> literally just following the crowd. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're marching. We have signs. People are chanting. There's music. I mean, it was like very energetic and it was very exciting. So then I could see more signs and more people and students and kids and, you know, everyone from any walk of life was there. So this was just us making our trek through the city slowly, but we made it anyway. And actually there was one part under a bridge where I don't know if they had some kind of giant boom box or sound system, but they were playing all these really empowering songs. There was definitely a Beyonce song <laughs> playing and, um, and people were just kind of making this big circle and cheering and woo and <laughs> getting really happy and you know, chanting different things for, it was mostly women's rights that they were chanting for at that point with all these empowering songs, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I actually wanted to suggest some additional songs. <laughs> like, I have some other ideas for more songs we can add to this, but then I just kept marching along with everybody else. Um, so these were, the, the, my mom's holding the Trump with a slash through it, but um, her friend has this uh, sign, which I thought was a nice message too, don't tread on my body or my rights, I vote. So, you know, that, that kind of message just resonated um, and was definitely the, the overriding theme I, I felt and um, what I really was um, more passionate about I, in, uh, for this particular march. And um, so again, on the march, there was just these three women here with their different signs and um, you know, the middle one, it, it is about to get nasty with the female symbol with the, the circle and then the plus down there. So they kind of just stood there and people were taking pictures of them, but um, they had a nice message. And so we passed by Roosevelt University, obviously, and there were students in the windows with their own signs. And, and mostly they were just kind of signs of love, like we love you and we support you. And they were just kind of flipping around in the window and that was their way to participate. So it was kind of cool that, you know, maybe they had to study or they had a test, but at least they were there in some way saying, we support you guys and we're paying attention and we're watching and we're, you know, we're doing what we can. So that was kind of cool. And I have another picture. There was definitely other signs and windows from different businesses and different people. So people were trying to be present even if they couldn't be physically present. Um, just another um, good bunch of reasons that someone was marching here. Uh, this is um, health care for everyone, closing the wage gap uh, for men and women, paid leave for both parents. Um, all very worthwhile things that uh, you know I think we definitely need to focus on. So, just again, more signs that I agreed with, and was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. And this one I liked um, since 
we're a Disney-loving society. Um, with, with Snow White here, it says, mirror, mirror on the wall, I'll always get up after I fall, and whether I run, walk, or have to crawl, I'll set my goals and achieve them all. And, and I think it was some teenagers that made this sign. So that was pretty cool, too. You know, they, they are involved in this Disney culture. It, you know, it's extremely popular, and you have Disney World and movies and all that, and a lot of them have female leads, but um, they kind of took that and twisted it into something that was more empowering, like, you know, knock me down, I'm going to get back up. Mm -hmm. So right. that was very cool. Oh, sorry. Speaking of Disney, did you see the signs that were super callous, fragile eagle, oh, Trump, yeah. you are atrocious? Yes. Instead also of super clever. Fragile, like, it was, I did not put that in here. That was awesome. There was a couple of those. There were a few of those Again, that were good. Again, incredibly clever. <laughs> I wish I thought of it first. Um, so I just thought this one was funny. This kid, clearly distracted by his phone, but... Uh, <laughs> And, and uh, a, a male was like, their body, their choice. Hi, Mom. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing this for my mom. So still there, even though it looks like he's disengaged. Um, but still there, still present. And, and that, I just thought, was exciting. Yo, this, is, this isn't normal. Um, and again, we're, we're making our marching way down under bridges and under the, the train tracks. And around here was where the, the little music empowering kind of uh, dance party happened. Um, and just, again, going down the streets, de definitely lots of chanting. There was some drums happening, too. Um, I like this one uh, on, the, on the far right. I will not sit down and shut up, which... Sometimes I think um, women are made to feel that we need to just sit down and shut up, especially in certain uh, positions that are more visible and higher in stature. Um, we shouldn't be making so much noise or asking so many questions. And so that, uh, you know, um, kind of resonated with me as well. Like, no, I, I will not. I will not be quiet. And, and that's kind of... You know, we're all here, we're being loud in the streets, which is pretty much all we did. We were just being loud in the streets, and we're not going to be quiet. Um, I'm an athlete, so I really enjoy this one. It says, we are female, F-E equals iron, so F-E is the symbol for iron, and a male equals man, therefore we are iron men. <laughs> which, <laughs> and then says, suck it on the bottom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... But the main message was pretty cool. Uh, just another uh, an, another empowering sign, like uh, another way to look at female that I didn't think of that way, like uh, as Iron Man, which is very cool. Now, so this was near the very end where people were kind of tapering off. It was just kind of a ragtag band. I don't know if they knew each other or what, but you had trombones and trumpets. You had a variety of drums, and there were some tambourines. And they're, I mean, playing songs, and people are kind of chanting along to it. So it was very energetic, very exciting, and they kind of had this growing following behind them as they were making their way down the street. Um, at the end of the street, it was blocked off, so they can only go so far. But it was uh, still really kind of another energetic point in this march, which I thought was really fun. Um, and then finally, a another you know building I noticed with um, more signs in the windows um, say saying we are resilient and hear our voice and just kind of showing their support. So it, it was. Very empowering and a very uplifting day, I should say, because 
you know, feeling the way we felt in November, we needed some kind of boost to be to to make us remember it's going to be okay. And so that was the, that's kind of what that meant. Uh, this march meant for me that it's going to be okay. Look at all these people who think we're on the same wavelength. We're all kind of ready to hunker down and do what we need to do, and we're in this together. So that is um, my photo presentation. So. Moore had some awesome pictures, um, as did Steph. Let me just, I'll just minimize it. Um, let me go to, is this mine right here? I think so. Mm -hmm. So I repel technology, so of course I, I just created a video without realizing I created a video because I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing at all. Um, so I, I totally agree with both Moore and Steph that um, <clears throat> the fact that the weather was so good really helped a lot. And that's me with my 16-year-old niece, um, who is a high school student at Lincoln Way East. And she's very outspoken. I don't know where she gets that from. And uh, she <laughs> so she really wanted to come with me. And although my sister didn't want to go, my niece, she did let my niece go. So we had a blast. And of course, we were, we were driving down the street with Beyonce blaring, Run the World, mm -hmm. trying to give the, the people on the streets a little something to dance to. And we were dancing in the car. So um, yeah, definitely the, the weather was fantastic. I mean, who would think we'd be walking around in January? Hashtag thank you climate change. Um, so yeah, so this is, uh, I'm gonna show you just a few pictures I have and I'll kind of stop along the way. Again, that was us, sorry, I'm, I'm, it's her taking another selfie. She, you know, she's 16, it's all about the selfies. So yeah, we got a couple ones, Revolution, <laughs> the one I loved in the background, I don't know if you can see it, it's kind of obscured. Free Melania, yeah. there were a couple of Free <laughs> Melania posters up. Yeah, there was one a lot of them those. was. That, did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one that was Melania Trump, if you are being held against your will, <laughs> blink slowly four times <laughs> into the camera. So, I mean, there I were mean, some There was so many to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it was hard to be sad at this march. Mm -hmm. You, you got to give progressives, they're original and they're funny. Um, yeah, so there were definitely a lot of funny things out there. Um, let's see. Keep this going here. Keep your tiny hands off our rights, um, our bodies, our choice. A lot of posters like that. I have one of the vulgar ones. I'm not sure when it's going to pop again. Yeah, this is this is just again a, a, just to give you an idea. As as Maura and Stephanie both talked about the idea of how large and vast the crowd was that you you literally couldn't move at certain points. But I had to laugh because this is so true of women, right? I've never been to a more polite yeah. march in my life. Not that I like go to tons of you know marches. I was in one um, Iraq uh, an anti Iraq war uh, march that I thought I was going to observe and end up walking in. Um, that's the only other time I've ever actually been in a march like this, but it was everyone was, excuse me, sorry, you know, women bump into women, and then the woman who's being bumped into says she's sorry, even though I bumped into her. You know, this is just what we do as women. We're always saying our sorry. How many of you women in this room always say you're sorry all the time? We always do. It's just, I think it's just a habit. And to be fair, I do know men who say they're sorry too a lot, but I think that we've kind of cornered the market on that one a little bit more. So a lot of, lot of bumping in, but very polite uh, interaction. I found it was polite between all genders you know I was surrounded yes. by a lot of people and there were plenty of men who like I needed to catch up with my friends because I saw a funny sign and mm -hmm. got lost you know and like men like kind of blocked so I could get by mm -hmm. you know and like just made sure that I was safe and for the children too like everybody was very aware that there were children yeah. and let's not trample them yeah and yeah. yeah it was I would agree it was a just it just had an overall really nice vibe it was just Positive, and I'm sure again the weather contributed. I mean, how do you go wrong when it's 60 some degrees yeah. in and Chicago sunny. on January 21st and yeah. sunny? And I mean, it was everyone was in a good mood. Um, again, one more. 
Yeah, this is the one I'm just going to let speak for itself. Oh my God. I don't know if you can make out that he's dressed as a vagina. So if you can, if you're able to make the, the, the writing on there, if that was one that was, let's say he had a crowd around him. I mean, everyone wanted to take a <laughs> selfie with this guy. I think he's the most popular guy in the area. But uh, I loved that one. And I think the term, I mean, the use of the P word, right? You saw that word in terms of the hats, the pussy bow scarves. I didn't, I didn't get a hat because I, I couldn't justify it. I would never wear it again. I don't, I'm not brave enough to wear it again. <laughs> but I did, I did make myself a pussy bow scarf. And I think that part of the, the use of that term um, was a sense of empowerment of taking that word back. Um, after it was used in such a crude and offensive way. Um, at least that, I think that's how I felt, and I think others felt the same way. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would get a bigger laugh. I thought that was the funniest hat ever. <laughs> yeah, this one, there's no pill for electile dysfunction. <laughs> there's so many clever posters. I mean, everywhere you'd go, and you, you couldn't keep up with them because there were so many of no. them. Everywhere you turned around, there was a, there was a good one. I had uh, almost 100 photos from this march, but yeah. I cut it down to 20 just because of time. There's so many. There was just so many signs and people and costumed yeah. people. And I have to say, my niece took all these pictures because I'm, I'm so, again, I repel technology, and I, just, I like to just kind of take things in and not be constantly photographing everything. Um, and so I sort of let her take the pictures and... and you know, she gladly, kindly sent them to me. So that's courtesy of uh, Elena Hajar. Yeah, that's the same one we already saw. So this is as we were mar walking back. There's three of them, okay, the same thing. As we were walking back towards, um, so this is going, we were off of um, Columbus Drive over here, and then this is Jackson Street over here. And originally the march was supposed to walk down to Jackson Square and stop there. But because, the, as Maura mentioned, the crowd was so vast, we had to kind of stop. Well, people, again, just, kept walking and um, the police were awesome. They're like, just, you know, go ahead. And I spoke to one police officer and I said, you know, um, you know, thank you for just kind of letting us go. He's like, well, the truth is there are a lot more of you than there are of us. So <laughs> just, we're not really gonna stop it. So you're all good. So we were just kind of walking down Jackson and the cool thing was walking underneath the L, every time the, the train would pass by, the whole crowd would just erupt in cheers and then you saw people posting signs even from the L mm -hmm. in solidarity and going like this and just, it was really cool. I guess you could say it's almost indicative of the whole movement. Like, we're told not to do it or not to go, yeah. and yet yeah. we're going anyway. So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same we're idea. Anyway. Like, we're, you know, told to, we can't get equal pay or, you know, mm. we, we don't have the same rights. But, like, we don't care. We're, we're going to fight for them anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, not my values. Um, this is my, my colleague Cheryl Bundy's right in front of me. Um, she couldn't be here today, but she had, uh, she had her, her own uh, personally knit hat with her and her daughter. Uh, she had her nine-year-old daughter with her as well. One of my favorites, I think, is coming up right now. Yeah, this little girl was so cute, mm -hmm. and she had up a sign with her pretty little dress on saying, be good, Donald Trump. I saw that one. Did you see her too? I saw her, yeah, she was so sweet. And then she had a sign on the reverse, and this one I totally loved, and I hope it's gonna, come on. Oh, it's not on there. It was, um, it was when I grow up, I want to become president. Mm -hmm. She had a sign on the reverse that said that, and that was just fantastic. And it was just really empowering. It was great to see a father there, a father there with his daughter and kind of hoisting her up on his shoulders. And yeah, so again, a lot of these are the same kind of thing. And I agree with the ladies too. I, I didn't, there were a lot of dump Trump chants and, and things like that. And I didn't engage in those for the same reasons that they said too. I mean, I, I agreed with them in principle, but the idea is that's not, 
that's not going to help anything or change anything. I mean, the idea is that I, I wanted the message to stay positive, and so I, I didn't. I didn't engage in those, but of course I'm not going to judge anybody who does that too. Um, there's one, yeah. Um, I am the people who form a more perfect union. My body, my choice. Oh, you saw a lot of lot of posters like that. A lot of chants. Her body, her choice. Oh, I have a video. Well, where did that come from? Okay, <laughs> we'll skip that. Wow. Well, and I'm getting dizzy looking at it because, of course, again, I'm. Can I skip this, or does it have to play? Grabbing misogyny by the balls. I just saw that one. <laughs> How many women does it take to crush a Cheeto? Mm -hmm. I did say I did kind of like that one. I can't say that I did not. Did not. Cannot deny it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm getting everyone. I'm getting myself dizzy looking at this. So let me just keep going here. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, I have to go all the way to the end. Oh, seriously? Okay. Thank you. Nope. I stuck there? Let me just try playing it. Okay, there we go. And that has nothing to do with it. So that was the last picture. Okay. <laughs> so that was, yeah, I did have video. So um, what I wanted to do, if I can stop this and get out of this, I also was talking to the ladies. We met together on Monday to just discuss kind of where we were coming from with this. And I, one of the things that bothered me a lot after was the response um, that you heard from, from some organizations um, conservative press, and, and again, I'm not going to paint everyone with a broad brush. I will not do that because that's not fair. I don't want anyone to paint how I believe with a broad brush either. But there was a lot of negativity in the aftermath of it in response to it. Um, Piers Morgan, the, he's the British journalist. I'm a men's march to protest by creeping global emasculation of my gender by rabid feminists. Um, so, you know, again, the idea that we're rabid, right? We're foaming at the mouth because uh, we know we're, we're so... I feel sorry for all the ham and cheese that won't get made into sandwiches while all those women are marching. Ouch. Mm -hmm. A lot of nice comments. Let's be honest, ladies. Today's Women's March is an anti-democratic protest at Trump winning the presidency. Um, yeah, this was Michael Flynn Jr., um, whose dad was ousted a couple weeks ago from his job. Uh, women already have equal rights and, yes, equal pay in this country, which, no, they don't. And there's a reason for that, and we can discuss that, but that's just... Not true. Alternative facts. Uh, what more do you want? Free Manny and petties. I hate to break it to you, Michael Flynn, but I know a lot of men who get petties too. Mm -hmm. They're kind of a nice thing. You should try one. Yeah, they're great. They're great. <laughs> um, yeah, women in the West have never had it better. I love this one, the, the false equivalence. Go and protest against honor killings, you utter morons. So it's got to be one or the other, right? We either have to be in Afghanistan or we have to be, you know, it's, it can't just be that there are also problems, maybe not of the same magnitude as there are in other countries. Um, but, you know, that's got to be the same thing, so. Overweight homely women march in D.C. with pussy grab pink hats. Hashtag uh. Um, another one, yeah, my shirts aren't going to iron themselves. Wrap this up, girls. The march was a freak show, uh, an absolute freak show. P.T. Barnum should have delayed the announcement to shut down. So I, I love that this, this is, tends to be a lot of the response. I think when people get threatened, in particular, the idea of yeah, Alex Jones, uh, who is a um, very rabid, I'll use that word, Trump backer, um, and he's had some very interesting uh, monologues on his radio show, and Donald Trump actually has gone on his show before. Um, he said that, that these were unattractive troll-like women. So they don't, you know, they, they've, they've been they're disenfranchised, but they don't feel beautiful. Um, so that's why they're marching, because they don't feel beautiful and they're unattractive. So Because of comments like that. Right. <laughs> and I think it's just the idea that, that um, 
Yeah, this one down here. At least Trump got more fat women out for a walk in one day than Michelle Obama did in eight years. Hashtag bright side. I guess the, the thing I find offensive about this, I mean, well, there are many reasons I find this offensive, but just this idea that, you know, you don't like the idea of something, but when a person with, a, with this, this particular viewpoint, instead of coming back at the idea, they just go right to a person's physical appearance. And, and why is that? And I think it just kind of goes to, to sort of sometimes this, again, this idea that women are valued for their appearance as opposed to more of what they have to say. So if you don't like their ideas, fine. But the idea that you're gonna poke fun at how they look. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I mean, there were, uh, th there were posters out there poking at Trump's appearance, because, you know, it's kind of easy to. Um, he's a bit Oompa Loompa-like. I'll engage in my own bad, uh, <laughs> bad uh, uh, type of uh, same behavior. But um, you didn't see that, I think, with the same amount of kind of vehemence, I think, that, you're, that you were seeing in response. But if somebody has a differing opinion on that, I do welcome you to, to challenge me on that, because I could be wrong. Maybe I'm in my own bubble with that. No, but if you, I mean, you look at many different accounts, not even just with the Women's March, but, you know, women that are... Um, you know, actresses or yeah. leaders in other countries or leaders here in some way or, you know, they do something that stands out in some way, what are the comments that usually hit them first? Something on their appearance. Yeah. 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 Most of the time. Yeah. Most the colors they wear. You know, how big they look or mm -hmm. how small they look or how that outfit makes them look or their hair or who knows? And a million different things because that's what strikes, you know, what they strike women with first is their appearance. Even That's the most important thing. Even in mainstream media during the election, there was constant criticism of the way that um, uh, Hillary Clinton dressed, you know, mm -hmm. with her pantsuits or whatever, and now there's a whole movement about pantsuits, which is mm -hmm. terrific. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you didn't hear much about physical appearance uh, from the uh, for the other candidates. It was more about behavioral. Um, sure, that was easy to talk about. <laughs> But um, even mainstream would, would discuss mm -hmm. how her hair looked today, or does she look presidential today, or, mm -hmm. and that you know that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unfortunately it does. And so I, I wanted to bring that up as particular because I just wanted to address the idea that I want um, anyone to walk away from this, but particularly you know young women to to know you're you are valued for more than simply the way you look. It's also what you have to say. Uh, and that needs to come first. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna play the hypocrite. I like to wear my makeup and look nice and look girly, but that's something I choose to do because I wanna do it. It's not because I need someone else to validate me by telling me I look good. I like to do it for myself and it's a personal choice. So that, was the, I, I, that just troubled me about it. But I wanted, are there questions from the audience? I'd like to, like to take some comments or feedback or questions in general or just even, yeah, just comments in general. Uh, we have a microphone real quick. Yeah. We'd like you to use. Thank you. I was wondering about the Equal Rights Amendment in 1972 mm -hmm. and how that was amended, but it wasn't gratified. gratified. So I did hear about that on the march that we had. I was speaking to one of the professors here about it, and she said that it never you know, was gratified and went through. So um, is there... Like, how does that affect us today, so to speak? How does the lack of an Equal Rights Amendment affect us today? Yeah. I mean, there are certain protections that are not in place. Um, but there, okay, let me, let me just say this. So in order for an amendment to be ratified, to be added to the Constitution, it's got to go back to the states for ratification. And the amendment did not have enough. And you only have a two-year window for that to happen. So if they don't get the proper amount of states, it doesn't get ratified. For women getting the right to vote, it came down to one state and actually one vote. Uh, on the Tennessee state legislature floor. 
and there's a kind of a really quick, cute side story with this. The, um, we were talking about this last week in my class that um, one of the legislators got a letter from his mother um, who lived in the Appalachian Mountains like two days before the vote was supposed to take place. And his mom said to him, listen, if it comes down to you and your vote can make a difference, be a good boy and vote for suffrage. Mm -hmm. And so he did. He changed his vote. He was going to vote no, but he voted for it. And that's how it was ratified. Now, in the 70s, you had a very active campaign of, of other, even women, who were against the Equal Rights Amendment. And, they, and part of it was because they were afraid they were going to lose certain protections under the law as well. Um, but there were also women who were anti-suffragists back in, in the 1919-teens, too. So this idea that you know, even women, all women are going to support it, is women are not monolithic any more than any other group is. So um, it just never garnered the support. There was talk about, well, if, you have equal, if it's an Equal Rights Amendment, then if there's a draft, women will have to be drafted, too. Um, and again, this idea that will they, will they lose certain protections under divorce law then if that, if that happens. But I think some of those things have kind of, some of those particular issues have been getting straightened out anyway, um, but others, others still remain. So I don't know if there's anything else you, I don't know if you want to add. No, just that certain states have gone ahead and taken their own steps to ensure mm -hmm. that there are equal rights protections for genders and, or based on gender, gender identity. Um, so that, that's a good thing. So a lot of times that's ha that happens, and then eventually, that's how the laws get changed. Mm -hmm. So same with like same-sex marriage. You know that that started at the state level. Enough states got behind it, and now it's you know the Supreme Court said, "Yep, that's right." right. So good question. So I'm the w I'm the one that you were talking to <laughs> at the march, and I marched for the e ERA amendment in the 70s. Oh, wow. But it was but I want to echo what you said about the war. A lot of the women who were against it, because we were at the tail end of the Vietnam War, and a lot of us had lost friends and uh, spouses and relatives in that war, a lot of the women who were against it in this state, when I was out campaigning for it, were against it because they were afraid they would get drafted, and they were against the draft and what had happened, and that was, that was one of the big issues. The divorce protection a little bit, but a lot of it was, th was really also the war, even on campus, because I was a student at the time, uh, there was, there were still, my, I was out marching for, for um, the environment and the ERA, my roommate was doing the sit-ins at ROTC, and so there, there was still that, there was still that activity going on, and that was a big piece of it, I think. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Just That's to echo that. Thanks, Don. That's great. And that was, I mean, in that it's the same of even this parade, right? You had this march, you had immigration reform was being discussed, transgendered rights were being discussed. Um, I mean, so it was a, a multitude of different, it wasn't just one particular issue. Again, we're not monolithic any more than any other organization is. So there are different subgroups marching under the same flag, if you will. Other questions or comments or? Did anyone else attend the march in the audience? So a few others did. Any thoughts that you want to add to it about your experience? <laughs> Yay, thank you. Thank you. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I actually woke up that morning so exhausted from work the previous night that I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go, but it's only going to happen once. I should go. And then I finally, you know, had this um, Fighting for Your Rights song by Bob Marley stuck in my head. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like, it's going to be in my head all day. I got to go. So. And it was a really, really great experience. And 
you know, the signs were amazing and, you know, it definitely, it helped that feeling when we all found out that, oh, wow, this is going downhill in this election. Like, it looks like, you know, he's actually going to win. That same feeling was sort of visited by this comfort of all of these women getting together, men and women, and just seeing, like, no, you're not alone. Like, you're not, you're not the only one that's kind of hurting here and feels scared and angry and sad. You know, you have all these people with you that feel the same way. And, you know, getting up and walking together just really shows, like, we're here for you. And we're going to continuously, you know, stand by each other's side in all of this. And um, I would really like to know how to be involved. And I saw a few links, and I would <coughs> totally love some direction. I, I can certainly help you with that. Um, I uh, mentioned a couple of links. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we need to be doing right now is paying attention. And there are a lot of organizations that are helping us do that. It's really hard to go through whitehouse.gov and, and you know my Congress and follow all these bills and follow all these, you know, th what hearing is coming up and et cetera. But there's a group called Indivisible. So if you um, look up indivisibleguide.org, uh, which is that, um, or .com, excuse me, was that link on there? Uh, that gets you a lot of really good information on how to get involved. There is a Chicago chapter. I'm pretty sure there's a suburban chapter. Um, there's chapters all over the nation now. This Indivisible was actually uh, influenced by staffers who were in the White House who watched what the Tea Party did. And they took the Tea Party's actions and they put it into this guide and said, here, this is how you can flip. And so um, it, it's, it's incredible. Now, it, there's a lot in there that talks about, that, that's helpful, especially if you live in a state that um, isn't so supportive of these kinds of things. Um, it, you know, so it makes it a little bit harder to figure out how, like me being in Chicago, all of my representatives, they voted, you know, they're voting no on everything. Um, but the thing that it tells you to do is call them, say thank you, ask them to do more. Um, like there's there's certain tools that they have that they're not using right now and I'm confused by that and Mary and I have had this conversation about whether it be the right thing to do or not um, but anyway indivisible.com um, then also five calls is this uh, organization that um, highlights different things that are going on you can make five calls in five minutes it gives you the phone numbers of your congress people your representatives you pick by what you think is important to you so for me it's always going to be you know environment then immigration, healthcare, education. So I'm gonna look for what's coming up on those, I'm gonna find the five people I need to call, I'm gonna make that phone call. Something you can do on your lunch break or whatever. Meetup did this amazing thing, which Meetup is, a, is an online forum for finding groups of people with similar interests. And they've always been, um, that, that link actually would open up to a letter to their members explaining, hey, in the past we have been very open-minded to what kinds of groups can use Meetup and what kind of groups can come together. However, in the face of hate and greed, we can't allow certains. And we've also just opened up hashtag resist in every single community that uses Meetup, use this for free, organize, et cetera. And the letter's really eloquently written. I was like, I love you, can I donate? Um, <laughs> and then there's, um, there's also, uh, what's the other thing I was thinking of? Um, it, what is it? Yeah, those are the three I put up there, but um, uh, 
the the indivisible group if you can find one of those in your neighborhood that that would really help you there's also a woman named jen hoffman who writes a blog and she decided that whatever her blog topic was about before it was fairly active um, she is now dedicating her time to combing through all of this stuff and putting it into a weekly action. And it's like, here, if you're exhausted, here's the least you can do. If you're feeling moderately energized, here's what you can do. If you are ready, here's what you can, you know, and it's going, so you can sign up for her website as well. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, I would say that the best way to get involved is just to find something that you can get behind and that is not gonna sap your energy. But also um, focus on state initiatives. Like I mentioned, a lot of states are doing things. So Illinois just passed one of the most aggressive clean energy, clean jobs um, bills, you know, in the nation, not necessarily as aggressive as California, but it's pretty darn good. Um, and, and that happened because people were paying attention and, and asked to vote for it. Um, in Illinois, we have rules that say that in public spaces, we have to have uh, gender neutral bathrooms. So you'll find on campus that we have them in every building. Um, so there's things that happen at the state level that will make an impact. And if we can get more states to do that, then we can do that. One other, swingleft.org, check that out. And, and I'll, I'll swing tack on. Left. And I'll tack on real quick, if you, the Women's March is still active, right. so you can follow them on Facebook where they have a website to see what they're doing currently. That's true, yep. And, and to piggyback off of my colleagues here, there's, a, a, there's an expression that all politics are local, and it's true, and I know mm -hmm. I'm guilty of always paying attention, and I think Democrats were in general in this last election of paying attention more to national politics as opposed to more local politics is why the Democrats have lost so many state legislatures and so many governorships. Um, so there's even like in your local, your Cook County progressives, Will County progressives, you know, they meet like once a week. And so if, you, if you're interested in that, and it, the problem is, and I, I'm, I'm just as guilty of it, it takes time, it takes yeah. effort. And there are times on Friday nights where I've got commitments through my church and I can't go to one of those meetings when they meet. And so I oftentimes find myself getting as much as I wanna get involved, not finding the time. And, but I also do feel a great sense of urgency. And it does feel like this is a little bit different this had a different feeling in the air, and I think it is, it is a, sim uh, it, a symbol of the fact that this is gonna be a larger movement. It's not just gonna die out with this. Right. This is definitely continuing. Right. Any other thoughts or questions or anything else? Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you. For being here.